Somebody turn with me, turn with me to the book of John. Turn with me to the book of John. I, I need to get in here. I, oh my God, I need to get here real quick. Turn with me to the book of John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts of the Apostles, Romans. Uh, keep a finger by Romans. Uh, we may not get there, but, 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 but. John, John, John. In the name of Jesus. Go to the, tw the 20th chapter. Go to the 20th chapter of John. The 20th chapter of John. I, I, I get it. I get it why some folk ain't shouting yet. Right? right here in John. Right here. Right here. The 20th chapter of John. Reading from the New King James translation. Let me drop all the way down. Let me drop all the way down to about the 29th verse. The 29th verse. Oh my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet somebody say and yet believe in the name of Jesus take your seats put your faith into effect put your faith for the fact that we're here today celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. Put your faith into effect. I, 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 I want to help somebody because, because resurrection day after resurrection, year after year, people come and, 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 and they do all sorts of things to celebrate. And many times we preach the last seven words or they or we, we 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 celebrate the the opening of the tomb and finding that he's not there and we we talk about the emptiness of the tomb and death death having no sting uh to him but it's much deeper than that let me prove to you that how, how we have, 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 have somehow obscured the real reason behind the resurrection. Or I should say the celebration of the resurrection. Even today, even today in modern day time that we, we look around and, 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 and I hear more notoriety about churches celebrating Easter with an Easter egg hunt. It makes headline news. Y'all can go back and tell them that I, I talked about them too. You can drop eggs all you want from a helicopter. You can hit, get balloons and put them all throughout the church and let the kids find eggs. But, but I, 
I wonder if anybody's really looking for Jesus when you're looking for anything. I, I wonder if anybody came to really celebrate life. I wonder if anybody really came to understand that, that, that there was a reason for re resurrection celebration because somebody had to go through something so that I might have a right to life. Somebody had to endure something so that I might be able to live. Somebody had to do something so that I might stand before God. I, I, I'm just trying to tell somebody that somehow or another it's become obscured as to, to, to what church celebration of resurrection is all about. It's somehow have gotten clouded. Somehow it's gotten pushed to the side. I, 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 I'm not mad at anybody I, because I see it in scripture. Oh, oh I, let, let, let's, if you will, if you will, go with me to chapter 20. And I'm going to try to get this in before we have to go. But, but go to chapter 20. And John, and, and if I look at chapter 20, it says now the first day of the week. It was the first day of the week and Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark. I got a problem with that, but okay. Uh, while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken from the tomb. Let me stop right there. Mary went to the tomb. Why would she go to the tomb? Just to reaffirm that he was still there. She was going to visit the grave site with no expectation that he had risen. In fact, if we go and check the scriptures, we'll, we'll, we'll find that they were coming to finish anointing the body. To prepare the body for its final burial. But she found that the tomb was open, that the stone had been rolled away. And so I find, first of all, the problem that, that, that many people come looking for Jesus or expect Jesus to be in one condition when he is in another. The way he operated 20 years ago may not be the way he has to operate with you today. You're expecting him to do certain things in a certain order, in a certain manner. But God has got a new way of doing things because you changed the game. You changed up. You upped the ante. And so God has got to change to meet you where you are because you went a little bit deeper. You got a little bit lower. You got a little bit more low down. You sinned a little bit. So God has got to do something extraordinary. Not only that, not only that, not only that, she saw that the stone was rolled away. And the Bible says, then she ran and came to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved, who is John. Wait a minute. She ran after only witnessing that the stone was rolled away. It doesn't say that she looked in. It doesn't say that she went in. 
It doesn't say that she performed any kind of examination. But she ran when she just merely saw that the stone had rolled away and conceived in her mind that somebody must have come, opened it up, and stole the body of Jesus. Hallelujah. Watch what happens here. Watch what happens here. He says, as she says to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Did y'all catch it? We do not know where they have laid him. That tells me that she still has an expectation that he is still dead. Oh my God. There's some folk deacon that come to church still thinking that Jesus is on the cross. Still thinking that he's still in the tomb. Still thinking that he is dead. Still thinking that he's out of reach. Still thinking that he's out of touch with reality of today of what's going on. There's some folk in church today still thinking that they can't get to Jesus and have no way of finding him or understanding where he is even though he's performed miracles in their lives even though he's opened up blinded eyes even though he's healed the lame even though he has performed many miracles in our lives somehow or another we got folk in church today who still can't find Jesus I like my brothers here because Peter gets up and Peter went out with the other disciple and they were going to the tomb. Both of them ran together. The Bible says that they were running, he says, and the other disciple outran Peter. Oh, John got busy. I, I don't know what Peter's problem was, but, 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 but somehow or another, you know, sometimes you can't run with folk. Some folks slow you down. Sometimes, listen, listen, when, when it's important enough to you, when God gets important enough to you, you will stop testifying up in here. Well, I got to wait for so-and-so in my house to get saved before I give my life to Christ, before I join you. You got to stop running with some folk, and you need to run for yourself and understand that God's got a calling for you. got a couple of y'all to go y'all go over to the gym y'all work out y'all do some stuff you know you try to walk through the park now when somebody find out that you that you getting your walk on or you getting your swole on and they see how good you look what's the first thing they say can I go with you they want to be like you, but they won't want to really do what you do. And, and, and so the first time they will meet with you to go for that walk, to go for that workout. Oh, they got the new Nikes on. They, they got the matching sweats. And, yeah. And you get into your routine. The next time, you say, well, we're going to meet again. At, you know, I, I do my workouts best at, at about 6 o'clock in the morning. And, 
of a sudden, they're 20 minutes late, 45 minutes late. And then, then, then the, the next time, uh, 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 well, my mother uh, said, I'll catch up with you later. In other words, what I'm trying to tell somebody and let you understand is, is sometimes you got to keep on doing what you do. You can't let other folks slow you down because as soon as they try to jump into your program, your program gets all messed up. So sometimes you can't run with everybody. When you get a calling on your life, you go ahead and run to the destination that God has called you to. problem with John though. John outruns Peter. He gets to the tomb. But watch what happens. And he gets there and, and it says he gets there first and he stoops down and looking in. He looks in and he sees the linen cloths. He sees the burial clothes and all of those things in there. But he did not go in. Simon Peter. See, let me drop this on you. Sometimes getting there first is of none effect if you don't go all the way. Just help your neighbor and say, look, you gotta go. If you're gonna do this thing with Christ, you need to go all the way. He got there first, but couldn't go all the way. He looks in, he sees the evidence, and yet Peter finally catches up. And watch me, and then he says, then Simon Peter following him went into the tomb and saw the linen clothes lying there and the handkerchief, he said, that had been around him, he said, around his head, lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in a place by itself. Peter goes in all the way. And makes a thorough examination. Hallelujah. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went, all, went, went in also. And saw and believed. Somebody said believe what? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Believed that he wasn't there. See, I, I, I know you've been believing all this time that oh, he believed that he was the resurrected Savior. But if we go a little bit farther, it will become clear that all he believed at that point is that he wasn't there. Watch, watch. He says he went into the temple. He says, for as yet, they did not know the scripture. They wouldn't believe in all the scriptures. Tell somebody, you got to get all the scripture. Don't just, don't just get a piece of it. Get all the scripture. That he must rise again from the dead. They didn't get all of the scripture. That, that he must rise from the dead. Not just be misplaced. Then the disciples went away into their own homes. The Bible says in the New King James, they went away. He says, but Mary stood by outside, still outside weeping and as she wept she stooped down and looked into the tomb 
See, I understand a few folk in, in, in the house, preacher. I, I, I understand because there are folk who are looking into the place where Jesus was. And it says, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus was laying. Now, it seems to me that if only Peter and John were there and went into the tomb and Mary was outside where then did the two come from in other words she was still outside but looking in and then saw two others in other words I'm trying to help somebody understand that there is miraculous power going forth did anybody catch the fact that one was at the head of where he laid and one was at the feet. Oh my God, there it is. Somebody just said it. Is that, that is symbolic of the Ark of the Covenant where the cherubims were on the opposite sides and the mercy seat in the middle. Where mercy comes from, it comes from Jesus. But that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Because as Mary shoot down looking in and she's crying, she is consumed with her grief. I find that there are people in the church today who are still consumed with their grief and with their circumstances and with their conditions and with their problems and with their sorrows, with their issues. I find that people are so consumed that they fail to see the workings of God all around them. I, I find that people are so consumed with themselves and thinking about their stuff that they cannot see how God is still working it out. I find that people are so consumed with all of the things that are happening to them that they fail to recognize when God is still moving in their lives, when God is still healing, when God is still lifting, when God is still blessing. They fail to recognize that God has not forsaken you. God is in the process of completing you. And they engage in conversation. And they want to know, and they say well, to the woman, she said, why are you weeping? Why are you crying? And she says to them, because, now watch again, they have taken my Lord. And I do not know where they have laid him. Does she still think he's dead? And so... Even with miraculous things going on around her. Somehow or another, she's still caught up in herself thinking that he's dead. I'm talking to a few Marys in here that understand that, yeah, I got things going on in my life and I'm so consumed with my grief or I'm so consumed with the things that are happening around me that 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 even though I I trust God even though I, I'll tell you that I even believe in God 
but the fact remains that I can't see him and the fact remains that I can't touch him the fact remains that I, I can't hold on to him the fact remains that I, I don't know where he is and, and sometimes in my darkness and in my tears and in my sorrow I can't see God when I'm going through sometimes it's so dark that I can't find my way and I don't feel the presence of God sometimes my heart hurts so much that I cannot feel his touch And so, even when the angels speak to her and ask her the question, she's saying, I still don't know where they have laid him. And when she had said this, she turned, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but didn't know it was him. Uh, how many times anybody ever turn around and and then just like I, I, Lord, I, I see it's you now. Gone through something and didn't know how you were gonna make it, but didn't know how you were gonna get back up. But 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 then but after the situation had turned, he said, Lord, if it had not been for the Lord, I see now in retrospect when I, when I look behind me when I, I understand now I see but there's a conversation that goes on because even in her sorrow and standing there Jesus talks to her did not recognize see, so when you're so caught up in yourself that you can't recognize his voice woman why are you weeping? He said, whom are you seeking? She's supposing him to be a gardener, somebody who was a caretaker of the tombs, a caretaker of the cemetery. Said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where he, you've laid him, that I might take him away. Mary is still so caught up in the fact that I need to lay physical hold upon him. See, I find many people in the church today, they want to lay physical hold on him. They, 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 they've lost their sense of faith. They've lost their sense of, of spatiality, understanding spiritual realms. And so I need physical and tangible things that I can attest to and so that God can prove himself to me. That is not what the death, burial, and resurrection was all about. Watch this. And she's supposing him being a garden. And then finally Jesus says, Mary! She turned. And in the Aramaic language, she says, Rabboni, a teacher. And Jesus says, and I watch this rebuke. Now this is more of a rebuff rather than a rebuke. Watch this, watch this. He, he, says, he says, do not, and your King James says, touch me. In your new King James, it says, cling to me. In the NIV, it says, hold me. You see, because what he's talking about, and he goes on to say, for I have not ascended to my father. It does not indicate it, that he was in his glorified state, even though that he was. It, that's not the reason that he said, don't touch me. But the more proper translation of the word means to hold or to grab onto or to cling to. 
And what he's telling Mary is, listen, Mary, don't hold on to this physical body. It's not about the physical. I've been trying to get you to a spiritual mindset. Don't hold on to what you think you can see and touch and feel. It's not about what you see, touch and feel. But can you sense the power of God flowing through you even though you can't see it? Even though you can't feel it? Even though, can you know that I'm still working it out for you? And when he says that I have not yet ascended to my father, he's just merely saying, listen, I have not gone. I have not left to stay. Because when I ascend to him, I'm going to stay until the second coming again. Mm. He says, don't, don't, don't hold to this physical manifestation. Don't, 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 don't get caught up with the stuff that you see. But I'm trying to move you to a higher level of understanding. He says, he says, look here. He says, don't, 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 don't cling to me for I have not ascended my father. He says, but go. Here's what I need you to do. He says, I, I need you to go tell my brother and say to him. He says, I am I'm going to, I'm ascending to my father and your father and my God and your God. I'm going to the same place where you can go. Mary came and told the disciples what he, she had seen and what he had, spoke, uh, had spoken to her or spoke unto her that, that, that they would uh, uh, hear these things and they would go and, and deal with these things. And the apostles, now watch what they do. I got to hurry now because I got about five minutes left. And, and he says, look, this is that same day in the evening, the beginning, the first day of the week. Now, now note that he's already rebuffed Mary. Mary, no, it's not about holding on to this physical. I'm trying to get you to another place. He says, the doors were shut and the disciples were assembled for their fear of the Jews. And they came for fear of the Jews. Why are you scared about it? Why are you scared about anybody? He says, for fear of the Jews, he says, if they were assembled and, and, and Jesus came and stood in the midst of them. And he said, peace be unto you. Now watch. I, want, I, want, I really want y'all to get this part. He says, when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Next word. Then the disciples were glad. know how Thomas is the only one that got the bad rap about not believing. We put that all on Thomas as if everybody else had it together. But when Jesus showed up, the Bible records that only after he showed them his hands and his sight, then they were glad. Oh, they got happy. Oh, and, and what were they glad about? Oh, because here's Jesus back with us again. They were glad about the wrong thing. They were having, they, they, they went to a, to a merry mode. They, they're, oh, oh, he's physically here again. He's physically made himself manifest to us once again. Here he is. Oh, we're glad about that. Oh, we're glad that he arose. Oh, we're glad that he's here. Then disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. 
So Jesus, well, let me retract that. Let me back this up again. Let, let me rewind. Let, let's, let's, let's go back and do this again. And so Jesus said to them again, peace be unto you. As the Father has sent me, he says, I, I send also you. Now watch what he does. He does, he does in, the, in three persons, he says, I, he says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Now he's mentioned the Father, he mentioned himself, he said, I, and then he says, he breathes on them and gives them the Holy Spirit. So you have the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost all in operation at the same time. He says, receive the Holy Spirit, receive the Holy Ghost. He says, if you forgive sins, he says, any of them, they will be forgiven them. If you, re if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas wasn't there wasn't there but this is where everybody wants to pick on Thomas he wasn't there and so when he shows up and they tell him what happened he says well unless I see his hands like y'all did oh yeah y'all walking around because y'all done seen some stuff oh y'all hallelujah praise the Lord thank you Jesus all of that because y'all done touched y'all done seen some stuff I wasn't there I can't get excited like you get excited see there's some folk in church today who can't shout like you shout because they haven't had the experience that you had so why are you hating on them why are you putting them down because they ain't got a Holy Ghost stance because they don't have a hand clap because they don't have a way see I understand why there's some folk that's not praising God because they have not had an, a, a third counter or a third encounter with God where, where you have physical contact see close encounters of the first kind says that there are sightings close encounters of the second kind says that there's physical evidence close encounters of the third kind says there's contact because there's a lot of folk in here, Deacon, who have not had contact with God. They refuse to give God praise, even though there have been sightings, even though there's evidence. But until they get contact, they refuse to give God praise. Listen, listen, let me hurry, let me hurry. He says, he says, he says, unless I see, and look, I can put my finger into, in, into the nail prints, and if I can put my hand in the side, I will not believe. And so a week later, eight days later, beginning at the at Sunday to Sunday, eight days, the disciples were assembled again, and Thomas was with them, and Jesus showed up and says again, peace be unto you. And he says, he says, Thomas, he says, he says, he says, reach your finger here. I, I heard you've been talking about me. I know what you said. Yeah, put your finger here. And look here. He went and he said, reach your hand right here. Put it into my side. He says, he says, uh, uh, do not be unbelieving, but believing. Thomas, this is what I want you to do. I, I, I want you to believe. I, I, I want you to take a reassessment of who you are and what you are and where you are. I, I need you, you to understand. Thomas answered and said, he said, Lord, my God. But Jesus said to him, look here, he said, because you've seen me, you have believed. But Thomas, here's what it really comes down to. Blessed are those who have not seen. Blessed are those who don't have to touch and grab hold of my feet. Blessed are those who don't have to get a hold of the hem of my garment. Blessed are those who don't have to have 
a touch laid on them. Blessed are those who are still trusting in God, in my word and in my power, and they yet still believe. Blessed are those when they can't feel the presence of my awesome power, but know that I'm still working it out. Blessed are those who are still yet in darkness, but know that God is going to make the light shine once again. Blessed are those who are yet in sickness, but know that God will be a healer. Blessed are those who are lost, but yet God is still making a way. He said, those are the ones that are really blessed. Those are the ones. He says, put your faith into effect. It's not about you anymore. It's not about the evidence that you've collected. But this whole experience about Christ going to the cross and dying for you was about your redemption. It was about your salvation. You gotta know that you know that you know that you are saved. You gotta know that you've been delivered. You gotta know that God has brought you out. You gotta know within your heart you don't need the deacon board standing in front of you. You don't need folk laying hands on you. You don't need anything happening all around. You don't need music playing. All you got to do is just trust God and believe that he died for your sins and he rose for your life yes stop trying to make it out more than what it needs to be he said it's real simple don't 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 try to cling to me here because I'm working out a new thing I need some spiritual things happening I need some fresh anointing in this house I need some people that trust God so much that you're willing to step out on faith open up new businesses I, I need some people who are willing to step out on faith and trust God and lay hands upon your children and say listen and speak life into them where they're dying every day in our schoolyards I need some people to trust God to stop living the way that they're living and change the life that they're living and live for Jesus and be an example of who God is. The door of the church is open. Come on, deacons. Come on.